Welcome to F1 or F Off, your audio pit stop for F1 news, interviews, and race reviews. I'm your host, Gabe. And I'm Adrice. What's up, Adrice? Yo. Yo. No. We got some crazy rain out here in Portland. I think all that rain that was supposed to show up in Canada just like ended up migrating. <laughs> we got like hail and it was like super raining. You guys got um, hail? Yeah, we that's, had hail. And what was... <laughs> you, know, you just had hail like a few weeks ago, right? Uh-huh. Well, yeah, we had it again. And it, it was like, it was what's crazy is there was like a crack of thunder. It was like... Mm. And then it was just hail for like a solid <laughs> like probably a solid like two to four minutes or so sure it was enough to like accumulate on the ground to where it looked like it snowed mm. it's the rain that uh i know everybody probably would have wanted for this uh canadian grand prix that we uh we witnessed yeah got in qualifying but they didn't get in the race yeah 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 I, that was kind of fun like the thing is i love wet qualies and just wet weekends in general right because it's really just driver skill driver talent that sort of thing right um but yeah, it kind of sucked that that was taken away from us at the last moment. But it was still an exciting, fun race to watch. Some some good battles on track. Some good things to see. Yeah, I think so. It's like we've said before a bunch of times, there are exciting things to witness in the race. Although I will say, did you notice on Twitter, NBC Sports was like, if you want to witness race cars passing each other on track, then watch the Indy <laughs> Grand Prix this weekend. And I'm just like, oh, snap, oh, snap, oh, snap, oh, snap. Oh, snap. That's passive aggressive. Damn. Okay. Oh man. Um, uh, here's the thing. I, you know, we already know shots that, fired, like, man. yeah, shots fired. But we know that, like, F1 has a lot of passing that happens. It's just not all televised. And I think it's Absolutely. also too just like people care more about what's happening up front than they do anywhere else. And I, I don't yeah. understand why that is. I feel like an IndyCar, like, if you win or if you don't, like, you know, if there's hard racing on tracks, even if it's in the midfield, people get excited about it. Like, I don't yeah. know why they don't get excited about it for F1. It's like they're yeah. just maybe it's because when, you know, Max shows up and just dominates, then suddenly it's like it just takes the wind out of everybody's sails, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, but it's kind of human nature, though, right? We we only really care about the people who are at the top who are winning, unfortunately. I agree. Yeah, I, it, it is human nature. It's weird. It's like, I feel like we want to see people who succeed fail, <laughs> even so, like somewhere in our brains. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, if, unless we like the person, then it's like we yeah. always want to see them succeed. But if it's yeah. like somebody who's like just a little skeevy, we're just like, oh, Lauren was watching with me and she was just like, you know, Max would be flying past the wall of champions. She's like, hit it, hit it, come on, oh. <laughs> you know, or like break your car now. <laughs> right. It's like, uh. it's, you know, yeah, it's funny because. Yeah, on the flip side, right? If it's someone that you want winning all the time, but they never win, then it's just the exact opposite problem, right? Like right. Charles Leclerc. Mm -hmm. We never see this man have any kind oh, of success, you know? Charles. Like, and don't worry, we'll, we, we'll, we'll talk about Ferrari. Well, first things first, let's uh, let's do a little bit of background on the track, Adrius. Do you want to yeah. guide us through that? Track background. You saying first things first just made me think of Iggy Azalea. First things first, I'm not running. <laughs> so, welcome to the track background for episode 24, where we talk about the Canadian Grand Prix. So, uh, we've got the Formula One Pirelli Grand Prix du Canada. Um, du, for those who are wondering, is the, the French way of saying. I think it's, okay, so there's, it's an article. It's either two in or at, that's where you use a, or a la, or o, and du, or de, or du la would be from of or about if i remember correctly i took four years of french in high school so we wigs bonjour 
So the circuit Gilles Villeneuve, I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, Gilles Villeneuve. Gilles Villeneuve, yes. Um, in Montreal, Canada, first race here was held in 1978. This is typically an afternoon race, and the F1 driver with the most wins is Michael Schumacher with seven. And a couple of fun facts about seven. this track. There have been five eras of the track as far as like the track design is concerned, right? So they've changed the length or the tra track distance every single time. Um, and those eras are from 1978 to 86. Then you have 88 to 93, 94 to 95, 96 to 2001, <laughs> and 2000, 2002 to the current day. Wow, so, they just they just couldn't decide what, yeah. what they wanted to do with this track. And they were just like, <laughs> hey, well, you know, no, like, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know, well, man. It should be shorter. No, nah, it's longer. It's just yeah. like, well, next year. Because, yeah. yeah, like what? Like 93, 94, 95, 96? Yeah. I mean, come on, man. Yeah, yeah, they couldn't get, pick that. Get your, get your they, shit together, man. They were drunk on poutine. Um, you need to get some Tilka up in there to fix this <laughs> stuff out throw some noodles on a plate. And another fun fact about the Gilles Villeneuve circuit, the island the track was built on is man-made from rocks pulled out of like the actual subterranean soil to ground, right, to build Montreal's subway system, which is, yeah. I think, one of the largest in the world. Yeah, yeah. I think it was, it was in like 1965, too. Um, that was a good year. So Remember those years? 1965, you know, the Beatles <laughs> you know, put out Rubber Soul, and yeah, that was a good, good year. I Ooh. guess. Here's, here's a quick question. Mm. Give me a good budget album name version of Rubber Soul. <laughs> um uh bouncy spirit <laughs> um yeah uh yeah i would say um yeah like squishy spirit maybe mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah i don't know uh you put me on spot there for that one although i did have a joke that i um we got some um uh, some cocktails at a place called um uh, mm -hmm. total wine i think it was called or something and it's just like you know spirits beer wine and i just thought like what if you walked into a liquor store and it was kind of dark and sort of spooky. And like you go yeah. and you're just like, look, like, like, who is anybody here? And then a ghost shows up and they're just like, hey there. And you're like, ah, <laughs> it's like, what? why are you? There's ghosts in here. Uh, yeah. Spirits and <laughs> beer and wine. Like, you know, <laughs> like, I just love the idea of like a ghost. It's like they took spirits literally. Yeah. Um, Anyway, yeah, so yeah, uh, Montreal, it's such a beautiful track. I You see all the trees it's a beautiful in the city area. Too. It's a beautiful place. I really, really hope to go to this race at some point in yeah. my life because it was, you know, it's it's a very, very beautiful looking park. And, yeah. uh, and they've got a mascot. they got a gopher, like a, see, or a, a, a groundhog. That's a song. You know, that is what's up. He has yeah. a name, doesn't he? Isn't it like Gary or something? Or maybe Jetty. 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 Jelly. <laughs> oh, jelly the groundhog. <laughs> Hello, bonjour, bonjour, ça va? Oui, ça va, comme c'est comme ça. <laughs> it is a very beautiful circuit, although during qualifying it was, I guess you could arguably say less beautiful because there was a tremendous amount of rain. Yeah, like lots. just whooped in. And interestingly enough, it sort of had a similar thing that happened in Miami because there's not a lot of support racing on this track typically throughout the year. And so it didn't have a lot of rubber in surface. So when the rain came, it kind of swooped, it kind of washed it away, sort of like what happened with Miami. And so they were talking about during the race, it being a pretty green track. But yeah, during qualifying, it was it was more blue wet than it was green. That, that definitely made for a really interesting session. I was going to say, we're talking tires there because they should have been using the full blues, honestly, at a certain point. Mm -hmm. the intermediates were not. Oh, yeah. I don't think the intermediates were. Well, I guess it depends, right? I mean, if you're yeah. Ferrari, who know, Who cares, right? Just let the drivers <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> for themselves. What are these tires? Oh, sorry. That was a mistake. 
<laughs> I couldn't believe that when I heard that. Uh, so Q1 was a pretty interesting session because it had rained just before. Yeah. And the circuit was sort of in the process of starting to dry out. And Joe Guan Yu's Alfa Romeo uh, had mechanical problems, which brought out a weird red flag because they, they red flagged it, even though he pulled into a little area to slip road to be pulled out. But uh, I think it was a software problem because he managed to get the car going and he was just barely sort of trucking along. He was able to get back to the pits. And I think they basically just hit uh, what's the reset button for <laughs> alt delete, you know, control like, alt delete, control yeah. alt delete on the car, essentially get it going again. But uh, it was sort of the damp conditions, but it was sort of drying. And you had this weird scenario where um, a lot of drivers were trying to put in those fast times because the track was drying out. And if, as yep. it dries, it dries quick. Mm-hmm. And so it evolves really, really quickly. So you got a lot of these guys, their times were just falling and falling and falling. And it was a very, very hectic sort of first session in that way where they were just, they were trying to, you know, get in their times as much as they could. But, you know, unfortunately, both the AlphaTaris. Uh, Pierre and Logan Sargent missed out uh, in Q1. Pierre, unfortunately, because he was actually impeded oh, on a, uh. a Ferrari. They just they just love sitting in the middle of the track, don't and they? And did you hear did you hear what he said after Quali too? He was like, "Well, you know, some of us we were impeded. You know, we were all trying to just get in front of one another, and you know, I was impeded several times. <clears> and, you know, we have to think about what's what's fair for some people to be, uh, you know, penalized, and what's fair for others to not be. And it's like, <sighs> it is just ugh. messy. Yes, it is messy is a is a word to describe it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, because it just it should we shouldn't have to be doing this every time with you yeah. with the qualifying. It's just just like yeah. it it shouldn't have to be this like uh, they really need to they really need to to figure out a, a workaround for this format. And, you know whether it's sending a certain chunk chunk of cars out at the same time. Like yeah. you know maybe they just divide the track in half right, and they just have half like one half of the runners go out, the other half of the runners like one from each team you know go out mm. and then the second from each team go out sure. and do their thing you know just to kind of limit traffic doesn't sound sexy but you know yeah. it like as long as everybody gets a fast run in right yeah i mean ultimately the the thing is we want to see people just go the fastest they can and that means you will have no one else on the track right so right. just like you said, it's not sexy, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, and you know, Sonoda was given a three grid spot penalty Dude, for impeding. Break. I mean, honestly, there was impeding all over this this yeah, race weekend. It was. Man. It wasn't so even messy. just in qualifying. It was. Ugh, it was. It, it, yeah. it was getting in each other's way. Yep. So Q2 comes around, starting to dry out a bit. Alex Albon pulled a very, very good move. What did Man, Alex Albon do? Give it up to the Williams pit wall for making that call. They're like, hey, we can get like a really nice hot lap in. And definitely get into Q3 and mm-hmm. get Albon up really high, which is the right thing, the right move to make. Yeah, and I think it was. Um, this is the new Williams uh, TP, right? James Valls, right? Yeah, James Valls. Yeah, formerly mm-hmm. Mercedes. Yeah, and he killed it. This is great to see. Like he comes in and he is making some really excellent calls, or you know, maybe not. He, he's maybe he's not the one making it, but right. The the team under him, you know, they have that trust and leadership from from above, right? From him. Uh, right. to make these kind of calls and that was so cool to see like that was i mean going faster than max right granted yeah like weather well, was was you know the the effect there but still yeah. 
Well, and that's a funny thing that people have to keep in mind too. It, you know, this is not all dry running, right? This is like some yeah. of these rate these laps that were put out were on damp. You they're, they're on intermediate tires, so it's like, yeah, the yeah. Williams is going to be way faster if it's running on slicks. But it was it was still like, I, yeah, I think a brilliant stroke of genius for strategy. I think it was the right call. Absolutely, it's a risk. I mean, obviously, if the track is still greasy, you know, it could have completely backfired. But I think mm -hmm. that just looking at the track as I was watching it, there was so, enough of a dry line forming through most of this track that I was like, mm -hmm. yeah, no slicks probably would be okay yeah. and honestly you think about it too those six tires when they get up to temperature they're really hot yeah so running over water like it, it you know they're oh, it's an instant they're, drop they're gonna instant you know instantly like any any small vapor left on the track any small moisture left on the track that's not like a puddle mm -hmm. is mostly gonna get either well chucked out in some direction but also just evaporated immediately because of the heat and the friction great job from alex albon really really good yeah talk about a high risk high reward <laughs> exactly you had another, um, <laughs> there's another uh, impeding happening, and this was from Stroll at his home race. He ended up getting a three-place grid penalty. That was like just the tip of the iceberg of impediments. And uh, at this point, too, <laughs> once again, we had another um, issue. Uh, this was uh, this time, <laughs> well, it was Charles, poor Charles. He uh, apparently asked for slick tires, <laughs> and he didn't get them. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> like uh why, why like, do they hate him i don't know why, why do they bring drivers on just to beat them i don't like with a baton know. and say <laughs> they're like no. hey can, can i just get some tires no he's like, like he's what? like oliver please sir can i have some tires what <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> please sir can i have some more more <laughs> um oh my god yeah oh. poor charles i man, i just i do not know how much more he has to to give i i don't know how much more he can take i just i this poor guy i mean yeah it's it's tough to watch it's really really hard to watch it is very hard to watch poor guy maybe he just has maybe he should just you know take a break do his dj career for a minute um <laughs> you know and just just come back ready to ready to just you know i don't know i, I you know i I, th I don't think he deserves to leave i don't think he should be going ferrari needs to get their shit together yeah absolutely or um the, or the dj career of chuck lecluck will definitely take precedent is that his name oh, i'm just making that up oh you're making that up oh okay yeah. <laughs> Chuck LeCluck and it's just like a duck face like a minimalist duck <laughs> Charles the Monogast tank he competed for the championship he competed for the championship last year <laughs> well, let's move on to Q3 because Q3 had a few interesting things, but unfortunately, oh, yeah. the rain decided to show up again. Yep. And before that happened, you know, Verstappen had set the pace. Alonso was, you know, just behind him. And then right as things were really starting to heat up, uh, Oscar Piastri hits the wall. And that red flags the session. And what's a really interesting thing here is that Hulkenberg banged in his time. Oh, yeah. And it it was put up and he was P2. Yep. And here's the thing. When I was Probably watching sorry. the race, too, like his his time, his time came in and then like a half a second later, it said red flag. And so from the commentator's perspective and from all of our perspectives, he got it in before the red flag happened. But apparently there's a delay. Yeah. So the red flag came out before he finished his lap. And so he ended up actually getting a grid spot penalty, which is unfortunate for Hulkenberg. But I think, you know, here's the thing, though. I, I think that he would not have kept that play. 
place it had the had the session not rained out you know what i mean it was a good effort it was a good time yeah but as we were seeing like the track was drying out but the minute it started raining yep you know and so essentially what ended up happening was they cleared piastri went back out on track but the rain had come in so much that they knew nobody was going to improve yeah so they ended up pretty much just calling it which rain can be good as long as it's consistent I almost feel like the most ideal situation for rain in a qualifying session is that it rains heavily in in you know Q1. Yeah. And then it just it slowly up. dries out yep. by the time you get to Q3 and then like Q3 would be where people gamble on slicks. That that's like the perfect qualifying session in the rain is exactly that. So yeah, so essentially we started out with uh a very interesting top row which was Max 1, Alonzo P2 and then Hamilton was P3, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds familiar. <laughs> well, uh, actually, I think during, yeah, 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 Verstappen, Alonzo, Hamilton, um after all the penalties are have been doled out, then you had Russell, yeah. Hulk down to P5, mm-hmm. Ocon, Norris, Piastri, Albon, Leclerc, Sainz, Perez, Magnussen, Bottas, Gasly, Stroll, DeVries, Sargent, Sonoda and Zhou. Yeah. Watching it, I was like, okay, I was like a little bummed that, you know, it was just sort of a rain session. But at the same time, I was hoping that it was going to be rain for the race. And yeah, it wasn't. So once the race came around and we saw that it was dry, I mean, what were your thoughts when you saw that? Were you, what was your first, just like, okay, this is going to be the max show? Um, no, I think given the fact that I think Aston Martin had some, some upgrades this weekend, right? I was curious to see how they would function. I don't know. They've been talking a big game about the upgrades that they've been bringing on. So it's always just a thing of, you know, things could happen, right? You know, the Red Bull's good. Yeah. But it's not like Red Bull is impervious, right? They, I think the the weakest part of their game, specifically Max has just been his starts, right? And that's where you can Mm kind of get him because of the, uh, it seems like it's a, it's a shifting issue. Like something's not grabbing properly in the clutch and allowing him to shift gears like as smoothly or as quickly or as easily as others. Um, But all of that was kind of foiled. I mean, let's just go right into the race. All that was foiled instantly for Alonzo to be a threat towards Max because your boy Lewis just came in like hot (laughs) off that start. That was wild watching that back. That was great. Yeah, like he was really, really hungry for that. And, you know, I got to say, I love seeing Lewis and Fernando being in equal machinery. Because mm-hmm. they are just trading blows, just throwing haymakers at each other, and they yeah, are not—they're not giving up on one another. I think it's because the like the history the two have, but I think there's also like a healthy respect there too. It's not oh yeah, like, it's not like it's like I hate this guy and I'm gonna beat him. It's really like he's really good, and I have to pull out all the punches and, and drive with. Uh, I gotta drive to survive, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, honestly, I agree. I uh, even even uh, Crofty, I think, was even just like, if we take Max out of this race, this would be yeah. an awesome battle for one and two. That's <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, it's not. He's not wrong. My whole thought was, ooh, like it's our boys. They racing, mm-hmm. and they had a really good back and forth. I think that. Well, for one thing, the Mercedes upgrades are working. I think so. I mean, even the fact that they were like leading the sessions in in the free practice, mm-hmm. and I think that on the track like this too, with a lot of open speed, I think their aero package really has really improved. Um, but apparently, Aston Martin brought a lot of upgrades as well. But I guess Alonso had a lot of braking problems. His rear brakes right. apparently were going bad, and right. Max hit a bird. <laughs> Oh and God. so apparently that affected his car. Dude, could you imagine driving <laughs> no. the car at the at the speeds they're driving? Like, do you know what what that would sound like? 
and ooh. what that must feel like. Well, and I, yeah, I mean, ooh, man, like I've hit a bird driving before. Um, what? I've never hit a bird. Uh, that, yeah, whoa. Talk I was about driving precision. across country heading to move to Portland. My brother and I were in uh, Kansas, I think. You know, Kansas is wide open, so I don't understand what this bird was doing. Because I'm just like, <laughs> dude, there's no trees. There's no there's no buildings. There's literally <laughs> infinite amount of air around you, and you just fly in front of my car. Man. It hit like the, the front right corner and like just smacked oh, on the windshield done. and i'm just like oh oh that, that's there wasn't tragic. anything i could do i couldn't yeah. avoid it you know that's what i'm saying there's nothing you do and there's nothing max could do no uh no nothing max could do but oh, uh but you, yeah you i heard guess it here first guys red bull red bull hates birds <laughs> uh, yeah uh red bull uh it gives you wings uh but not all the time <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> now you now you get the how the sausage is made behind the scenes look at how how we get you your wings <laughs> red bull giveth and red bull taketh away <laughs> but yeah so the uh yeah oh, the, alonzo and lewis had a good scrap uh there was a little incident in the pit lane uh where it was an unsafe release um but ultimately there wasn't any penalty for that mm-hmm. so they were able to keep going which what how much of that do you think should be blamed on the drivers you know about releasing yeah because they don't really have like a good view as far as everything is concerned um what's going on behind them so if anything it really penalties should be really like fines on that those kinds of things towards the i mean i just don't think that i think first off like fernando sold it a bit like i would right Mm -hmm. i mean yeah because it it looked okay yeah when he came yeah yeah i would sell it too of course like like i do this in sports when i play you know what i mean like it's like you're gonna do something like a little like if you're gonna do something that could be considered gray i'm gonna like react to it so i can get some kind of advantage it's like part of the game it's like what's that meme where the guy's just like oh my god i was so scared i thought i was gonna die like his friends are holding him like it's like that like alonzo in the car yeah or like they do that in uh like european football too right i think remember when we were teenagers that was one of my favorite things to do when we were hanging out is we would watch like fate like really bad fouls in soccer and dudes just like barely touching a a referee falling over like ah my leg i mean but like the the chief flopper though would be i think considered to be neymar neymar jr from brazil Uh like uh-huh. Anytime there's a World Cup, like you just wait for the compilation of his flops at the end of that, end of that, uh, end of that. <laughs> and so they notice nobody's looking, and then they just yeah. get up and just keep going, like ah, oh, okay. dude. And they just keep rolling and rolling. It's like, how are you rolling for 25 feet? Like, <laughs> that's not how momentum works, buddy. <laughs> right. Speaking of momentum um, and and flopping, uh, let's talk about Ocon's spoiler. I just, you know, uh, that was that was dangerous. Looking at it, I was like, uh, it's crazy. But, but they already ruled about this. Apparently, it's up to teams to call the car in if something is dangerous. Um, the FIA is apparently not allowed to do that. And um, that looked dangerous. Yeah, it looked Imagine dangerous. If that comes off. Imagine if that comes off. I mean, something that yeah. people don't consider is like conservation of uh, momentum and inertia. Like, if that comes off at the speeds that they're traveling. The damage that that could do to someone behind them would be like catastrophic. Yeah, you know, yeah. like that whole structure was about to come off. You know, um, it's one thing if you know there's no one running behind you for like 15, 20 seconds, but that with Norris right behind him, man, that was, mm, yeah, a bit too much, <laughs> in my opinion. It was, yeah, it was, a bit, it was scary, and uh, you know, I was just thinking like, you know, if that had come off, like, what could have, what would have happened to Ocon? 
or even Norris following him. Like, right. That's how Massa got his injury. Bro, it was oh a part flew off of the back of a car and like uh, hit his helmet. Like it was a spring or something. Yes. I mean, oof. Thankfully, um, he survived. Yeah, he survived. Yeah, he's yeah. fine. Right. He he ended up continuing to race for Ferrari and then went to Williams. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which I predicted actually, and I yeah. thought it was a really good move for Williams. Yeah. Um, although it didn't, you know, completely put them back on top. But hey, maybe Albon will. You know, yeah, he's doing the way, so good. Yeah. The way Albon's been driving, yeah, it's crazy. Oh, yeah. Speaking yeah. of Williams, yeah, uh, Sargent didn't make the cut like almost immediately. Like, yeah. he had to. I mean, I think he he, he had to park it. Yeah. Um, what took Sargent out? It was. Uh, it was a mechanical. It was a mechanical. Yeah, just, story. They yeah, they okay. just they just panicked. They got some some extreme warning oh, my on God. the thing that told him he had to he had to pull the car off. He what an yeah. what an aggressive message to like. Critical, critical, critical. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, basically. Uh... Yeah, um, <laughs> like, yeah. It was like race ending, you know, uh, sort of thing. Which, you know, honestly, we don't really see all that often in this uh, in this mm-hmm. era. I notice, like, yeah. I have not seen. It's you know, there's very few times you see like just a big plume of smoke and like a fire coming out the back of the car. I mean, we see it a couple of times, but yeah. not as often as it used to. Which you know I why? think is a good thing. It's because mm-hmm. you don't have like the engines being built in the back of some dude's garage <laughs> while he's like. Throwing back some Coronas. You think and, that the you, know. you think that the computer machined precision has going to made it so that the tolerance are exactly perfect? Oh yeah, I mean um, that's that's things. easily yeah. a part of it. Yeah, yeah, I mean that that's that's what's gotten us to this point. Speaking of um, uh, things going uh, kablamo or kaboom, um, <laughs> I know exactly which one you're talking about. <laughs> What, what was I going to talk about? What, what, what do you think? Because I could say, I, I can go two ways with this. I was okay. thinking Russell hitting the wall. Is oh, what I man. Thinking. And I was thinking of DeVries just not knowing how to turn. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he locked up, and I think, and like, he just went straight. And, and what was that? I have that no idea. I don't even think he attempted. It's like he didn't even attempt to make the turn. And then, like, poor Magnuson just, like, he could. He just got blocked. Like, he couldn't even make the turn. He just got hooked by a debris. Oh. He's like, no, pal, you're coming with me, man. Oh, my God. It was wild. Like, what was that? <sighs> what was that? The DeVries, I feel bad for this guy. I think he needs a reset after the summer break. He needs to, like, just go cool off. Come he back might not get break. a chance. That oh, and that, that would be really unfortunate yeah. because I think the talent and skills there. I think F one is just a different type of pressure cooker versus yeah. Formula E, right? And he needs. Yeah. I think he needs first off support and a mentor on the team, yeah. right? Yeah. Like Franz Tost is leaving, right? So you mm-hmm. know the guy that he could talk to there is about to leave, and I'm sure he's like, "Oh, you'll be fine, guy," mm-hmm. and then like pat on the back, you know? Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now helmet Marco just like firing mortar shells, like yeah. I, you know, I would be curious to see which team has the the most turnaround on average in a season, you know, in its history. Oh, yeah. Because I yeah. can't really think of it all that much. Like, I know, like, you know, Ferrari dumped Alan Pross half partway through a season. But, you know, we, but like Fred, Red Bull has gone through so many drivers in quick mm-hmm. succession over, yeah. a, over a period of years. Like, it seems really, we should probably put some numbers together for that because yeah. I feel like that would be really interesting to look at. And it also yeah. just would show the nature of Red Bull as an organization. It's like, you guys yeah. got to figure that out, man. But it works for them, right? Right. It works for the Empire. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, yeah, Graham Moth Tarkin just he just keeps saying racist stuff and swapping drivers around. So you know the the mean streets of Mexico really, really sharpen Chico's <laughs> ability to race and drive. What are you talking uh, about, man? Jesus. Well, we should yeah, say that uh, yeah, let's talk about George. George, so George, I was really surprised that he was able to carry on. Absolutely I feel really bad for George because he did a he did a one two whack on the on the wall chasing mm. Fernando down. 
which, you know, hey, I get it. You know, Fernando Alonso is one of those guys that can just put his car on such a raggedy edge that if you cannot match his skill set, then you're just going to hit it. And I just think George pushed a little too much. Yeah. And he just, you know, clipped the edge, clipped the corner, and it was just a nose hit and then a tail hit, you know, popped his tire. And he managed to get back to the pits. And, man, he fought his way back up to, like, eighth. Yeah, he was doing a great um, job. Great, great Until they had to retire it, which was, oh, such a bummer. Yeah. But, you know, I think it still proves that the Mercedes has some pace now. Yes. You know what I mean? No, they're doing, they're doing a good job. They are, I think, as far as development of the cars per team, I think they have probably made the most ground up since the beginning of the season. Yeah, um, yeah I think so. And maybe <laughs> They're maybe most improved. McLaren, yeah, McLaren might be up there in the conversation too because it was good to see both Maccas, as uh, Martin Brundle likes to say, in, uh, in Q3. Right. Um, and they ended up finishing okay in the in the standings, I think. Um, yeah, except Norris for Norris have, got that penalty. Yeah, yeah, he had that penalty, but I think in the at the end of the race, Piastri was P11, Norris was P13, but he was in the points until he got knocked down, and right. then Botas ended up coming in. I think that penalty for Norris is a little unfair because I don't think he was deliberately trying to impede drivers because what happened was there was something that people always do under safety car. Well, they do often when a team wants to double stack and they have both their drivers on the same next to each other, like, like, you know, in the same, you know, positions, they build up a gap between the two so that when they come into the pits, they can mm-hmm. just stack and stack and just get them out and go yeah. so that the person behind them is not sitting there. Mm-hmm. So basically Norris was slowing down to let Piastri get ahead of him a little bit to build that gap so that when they came in to pit, they were able to uh, just double stack, get in, get out, and it was fine. Yep. But apparently they were he slowed down the cars behind him into an extent to where they uh, it like kind of messed with their race strategy, mm-hmm. which I think was more or less just being in the wrong place at the wrong time sure. rather than him just like deliberately trying to impede anybody. So I mm-hmm. feel like it was a little... That's a little rude. I don't. I don't think it was necessarily. I think it was like kind of a harsh penalty. I'm almost wondering, honestly, if they should just get like instead of doing like a five second penalty, they should just get like one position. You know what I mean? Like mm, a one like position one. penalty. Gotcha. I wonder if that would be more effective because it's not as hmm. severe as like a five second would be, but it's still sure. enough of a penalty, and it could be enough to knock somebody out of the points. Right. You yeah. I mean, if they're like running tenth or something, you know. Yeah. Well, Idris, who won this race? Um, we'll give you a drum roll, please. It was. It was. Max Verstappen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So your boy Max Verstappen won. Um, <laughs> excellent race. I mean, I mean, excellent race. Given that he had a couple of issues, he was nursing some things. It seemed like, but um, it didn't matter. Yeah, bird bird yeah. lodged in his car. <laughs> yeah, he. <laughs> yeah, he had a bird lodged in there. Um, but that really did not seem to make any kind of negative impact on no. on his performance. I think what we can do now is talk about some of the losers of the race. And uh, I think it's time for this week's episode of Mamma Mia Scuderia. Stay out, stay out, stay out. No, please, 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 to wait, to wait. Discuss with me. Wait, what are these tires? Sorry, it's a mistake. Yeah, so I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on with Scuderia. It seems to be a thing of strategy. It seems to be a thing of personalities. A thing of ego, of pride. It was just, it, it was just da- I mean, there was some dangerous impeding on yeah. track. Like that was really scary. Yeah. And like, and, and it, it's a communication problem. 
I mean, really, it is. Like, they're not telling them where things are. Yes. You know, uh, Charles is really irritated. He was really irritated. He should be. I mean, uh, you know, not only was it like they have Carlos not knowing where, where guys are on track. Like, he's literally in the middle of the track. Like, you move to the side, man. <laughs> you know people are coming through. Uh, I think, like, Jensen Button, when he started, uh, him and um, Kimi Reckoning, when they were doing, like, NASCAR races. Yeah. The one thing that surprised them was that they had spotters, because they have spotters in NASCAR and in IndyCar. Yes. Like, people who are watching the track that have their direct radio, and they're saying, like, on your left, on your left, you know, keep your line here, stay here. You know, they should be having somebody on the pit wall doing yeah. Or the F1 driver saying, like, okay, this guy's coming up ahead, like, you know, keep to the right, keep to the right. You know, I don't know why they don't. Like, I don't understand. I don't, um, I don't know. But I think it's just like, you know, that could be a solution or we just need to figure out a better way to do the qualifying format. Yeah. Like we need to maybe, maybe we need to impose some rules that like when you go out, like, you know, maybe they do a thing where you have to complete your warm up lap within a certain amount of time, you know, so that by the time you're ready to actually do your hot lap, it's like you're passing like the end of the, the last sector or something at a certain time delta to do it to prevent people from being too slow or blocking other people, you know, things of that nature. Or maybe like you said, like we were suggesting too, like you send somebody out, right? And then as soon as they start their hot lap, you send the next guy out. And as soon as they start their hot lap, you send the next person out. You know, just do it sequentially like that. It might take a little longer, but you know, a cute qualifying session is not that long. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. But like either way, I mean, Ferrari would probably find a way to screw that up too. So if we're being yeah. I just think it's a mega communications issue, right? So to everyone who was saying that Matteo Bonotto was the issue, get him out of there, right? Those <laughs> are the same people that said, Maurizio, uh, Arriva Arriva, Bene. yeah, Benny is an issue. Get him out of there. And here we are again, right? So are we going to chalk this up to being Fred Vasseur? I mean, the guy just got there, so I don't think you, he can have any real impact just yet, right? Like it's going to take time for his, for his culture and for his his desires to kind of sink into the ground level right but maybe he won't be able to have that kind of impact and effect on the team right because right. maybe this is coming from up higher i don't see ferrari winning anything anytime soon until they get these communication issues and if anything outside of f1 is to be trusted like the the news that you're seeing circulating around like what's going on with the ferrari company and family it just seems like there's so much drama going on there that them having like a competent and, and I don't want to say competent because that, that might be seen as you know, insulting towards the F1 team, but just a team that is like cohesive and consistent and is on the same page, I think is what's lacking there, right? Maybe maybe you have really talented people at the team, but maybe they're all pulling in 20 different directions, right? And you're never going to get anywhere if you're doing that, right? You need to have a nice, concerted, directed effort and, you know, just a focused place to put your energy for them to succeed. I mean, they just they just won Le Mans a couple right. weeks ago, right? right? Like, that's a different team. But I think there, you know, they probably had a team, like a small team that was constructed, that was focused on just winning Le Mans, right? right. And that's what they were about. They were going to do that one event. Let's nail it, right? And they nailed it. They won. Right. Well, as people have pointed out to me on the internet multiple, multiple, <laughs> multiple, multiple times... Well, actually, those people, those people were from Ferrari originally, and they moved over to that team. And so, yes, I understand that. 
And what yeah. I'm saying is bring those people back because they are apparently the ones who are winning races. So, you know, swap them, do something, you know, have them a conference. You know, here's here's something I just wanted to read really quick. This is Charles Leclerc talking about when he was asked about whether or not the, the idea of switching to slicks from Ferrari mm-hmm. and like what had happened. He said there was no risk taken whatsoever. For some reason, the team decided otherwise. That's it. I think we are just making our life way too difficult. And in those situations, I had a clear opinion. And yeah, we decided to do something else. So I am frustrated. Like, I Mm-mm. really just do not think that they are listening to him. I think that they think they know better. And it's like, dude, you got to take his opinion into, into consideration. Because Absolutely. He's the one that's out there actually driving the freaking car. So, yeah. How much longer do you give Charles at Ferrari? Oh, my God. I think that, uh, I mean, honestly, at this point, I would not be surprised if he leaves in silly season. Um, like, if Really? He, yeah. This just, year? I wouldn't be surprised. I I think if you're going, if he's going to give it, I think he, I'm going to give him one more year. If I have, like, I'm, I'll give him a half a year, like another. Wow. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if if I don't think, if I think things don't improve by mid season next mm-hmm. season, if he if he makes it through this season, I think he'll look for something else. You know. Wow. I also get really frustrated though that people are predicating this on Alonso retiring, and I'm just like, dude, this guy's not going to retire unless yeah, no, he's retire. not. He's yeah. not going to retire. I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, that is not a guaranteed seat. Even though we should talk about the, which we have not talked about, because it's the Canadian Grand Prix, and we didn't even, we didn't even talk about Lance Stroll. Oh yeah. Um, I... Which honestly, like, he got penalized for impeding. He started 16th, and I'm pretty sure he finished. What did he finish? He finished in the points. He oh, finished. He, 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 he finished, finished in the points. Yeah, he finished P9. But you know, again, that was Norris. But that was getting Norris bumped down. So he was a reason P10. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Man, I just uh, like I think if I was an owner of Aston Martin, if I was, (laughs) I would just be like, dude, I'm sorry, because you look like you saw Russell was right up there with Lewis. Mm -hmm. Both the McLarens were together. Both the Ferraris were together. I mean, Perez was not up with Red Bull, which I mean, I I was a little confused. I don't know what happened with Perez. I thought he was going to be fighting through the crowd a little bit. Yeah, just another bad weekend. Just a bad weekend for him. But like, but even still, he was only maybe like, what was it like four or five places away from where Max finished out? Like Mm -hmm. if you are more than like 10 places or like you know i would say if you're more than maybe eight six or six seven or eight places away from your teammate consistently below them man like that's that's a problem like because clearly the aston martin is capable of winning what is lance doing mm-hmm. like is it just not did he just not fit the car you look at the same with williams you look at albon albon is was was up in p7 i mean i know yeah. logan had a had that mechanical problem but even in races where he finished the race like he was not near his teammate and i'm just, well logan doesn't share data with his teammate oh yeah yeah oh that's right yeah yeah he doesn't talk to alex albon ever uh before a race about anything so you know maybe that's just on him yeah that's courtesy of the beyond the grid podcast uh logan Sargent's episode's really good also as we're talking about aston martin i do want to put a plug in for the beyond the grid podcast again great episode that they have with tom clarkson sits down and interviews lawrence stroll i'm gonna say it right here and this is kind of going into like our vibe check a bit Aston Martin is absolutely going to win a title in the next few years. Oh, I think yeah. they're, they're the next they're the next big thing. I agree. Like 100%. I agree. They have every, so. like all the pieces are there. Yeah. They just have to they just have to put together the Gundam in the right way. Right. And well, they got to hold out too. They can't, <laughs> they can't give in. You know, they can't just sell it preemptively or something. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Then let let we can get to our vibe checks. Uh, I say just to, to to wrap up the race here really quick. You know, Max hundred hundredth win for the Red Bull organization, which is a good milestone. Uh, Max himself matched uh, Senna's winning record, which you know, not a uh, not something to scoff at. Significant, yeah, it's not an insignificant yeah. feat. I will say for the record, though, that Lewis Hamilton has like a hundred and I think a hundred one hundred three something like that. Yeah, it's like hundred. Yeah, it's over a hundred. It's three digits. So he's got a a lot. He's got quite a few races to really get up to that level but you know he's got quite a bit along uh yeah 103 um, yeah he's got quite a a long career ahead of him so i'm sure he will if not get close he'll, he'll make it also yeah it was the the 50th anniversary of the safety car which debuted yes. in 1972 or 1973 so yeah yeah that, right at the uh, montreal grand prix which is fascinating and it's yeah. just what's a coincidence what coincidence but uh, I think, you know, overall, I'm, I'm very proud of Alonzo for getting P2. I think that was a great result for him and Aston Martin. Um, and Mercedes, I think, has started to come back into the picture a little bit more, um, provided that they keep continuing this success, which I think they will. I think that Hamilton's feeling pretty optimistic, and I'm, I'm yeah. glad to see him happy and smiling again. So Absolutely. Let's do our vibe checks. Vibe checks. Vibe checks. Yeah. So this was a fun race to watch. Uh, love seeing all the last lap overtaking as everyone was ponying up on one another. At the, like the last second, there it was so great. They were capitalizing on all the work they had built during the race, right? And it all was coming together where just trading blows last second and overtaking left and right. Norris almost had Ocon there at the end, but wasn't able to do it because of that wobbly spoiler, but that's another wobble, conversation. Baby, wobble, baby, wobble. <laughs> um, again, another star-studded podium. Love to see it. Um, Aaliyah, she had it right when she said AJ, AJ number to number because you have Lewis up there. I think he's 37. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fernando... 38 okay fernando's up there i think he's 41 41 42 okay 41 and those are goats of the sport like f1 the f1 instagram they posted an image of the uh of the three drivers on the podium along with adrian newey who was up there to take the constructors trophy for red bull and those four those four people right there adrian newey fernando alonso max verstappen lewis hamilton that is literally the like Mount Rushmore of modern day Formula One. And like yeah. that is so cool to see. Mm-hmm. And we should all take a moment and just appreciate what we're watching because who knows how long it'll be. If we'll, first off, we'll ever see this podium again, right? <laughs> I, I feel we will like we th- will. the season given what they've I been doing. But if we're going to see this caliber of a podium again in the near future, right? After Lewis like, retires, after Alonzo retires. Um, after Verstappen steps away from the sport, just because between those three, right, there's 11 championships, right? right. There's like 100, probably almost 200 wins, right? right. Um, all these podiums. It's just insane. So appreciate greatness when you see it in front of you and just admire it and just say, this is so cool that we have this. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, excellent. Uh, love seeing Lewis and Fernando go at it again. They are just trading barbs left and right. They're even giving some some fun jabs in the media, right? Yeah. Um, like post like post race during yeah. uh, the interview session, I think yeah, Lewis is making fun of. Fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're having fun with it. Lewis is making fun of how old Fernando is, but you know it, it's good to see, right? It's all kind of in good fun. Checo, the other Red Bull driver, um, <laughs> he needs to regroup. I love Checo. I really do like Checo. Um, he needs to regroup, I think, and come back swinging after the summer break. I don't know what's going on. Maybe a little bit of a confidence hit um, because these last three race weekends have not been super stellar. FIA, 
you need to start showing the black and orange flag more frequently. I think, I don't know if that decision should be up to the teams because the teams will never make the call, right? They'll never make the call and say, right. stop, stop them, right? Right. That was so unsafe with the spoiler structure on Ocon's car just wobbling like that. Like, that could have been really, really dangerous. And yeah. it, like, the craziest thing, right, is people would say, oh, well, nothing happened. Okay, sure, nothing happened. But if something did happen, like if someone had died, then we would be saying the other thing of why didn't you stop them, right? Yeah. I think they should have them pull in for a consultation, almost like, you know, almost like a Weybridge sort of thing. And they mm-hmm. should have uh, officials checking the component and like maybe doing a measurement of like, like have something that will test like the, the strength tolerance of the particular parts movement. So it's like if it requires a certain amount of force in order to move it in any one particular direction, mm-hmm. um, then it would be, you know, labeled as um, being viable or not. Right. That, I, I agree. I, I echo all of your sentiments with Alonzo uh, in Hamilton. I think that definitely needs some uh, changes for the qualifying. I think Max was lucky that Alonzo had some brake problems mm-hmm. um, because I think that if Alonzo's car was tip top, he probably would have caught him because he yeah. was. He, they were staying pretty close. They were. They was not a. It was not an insurmountable gap. But I think that they were both struggling. Alonzo was doing a lot of lifting coast. I also think that we are definitely witnessing something special. I I do genuinely think that this season will not be remembered for uh, a Red Bull dominance. Right. I think it's going to be rem- remembered for a Aston Martin assert like assert, yes. Like I think it's going to be the season that people remember the Alonso podiums mm-hmm. um, because that's what people talk about and like. It's so weird to think about it because it's like we've gone through periods of dominance before and we talk about those periods of dominance. Mm-hmm. But like this is just so special to see somebody of, you know, Alonzo's age and race mm-hmm. history just after years of not I mean, because like Michael Schumacher left and came back into Mercedes, and I think everybody yeah. was expecting him to get podiums in Mercedes, and he got a couple. I think he got like one win or so. Yeah. But I mean, this is really intense from Alonzo. I mean, it's consistent and it's there every time. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what this season is going to be remembered more for is not Max winning everything. It's going to yeah. be, it's going to be Mercedes picking up the pieces again. And uh, it's going to be the, the rise of Aston Martin. I would not be surprised if within the next year or so we get um, Mercedes versus Aston Martin championship. I think that's a definite possibility over Red Bull. You think Red Bull is going to kind of drop the ball? I would not be surprised. Ooh. Not to say that they are going to, but I could imagine I could imagine some internal politics or some shakeup happening. Mm. Um, I could imagine Adrian Newing retiring um, mm. and then them just not being able to produce a car that was going to be dominant again. Sure. Um, so there's all these possibilities. Like I always say, like go back and watch that 2011 Montreal Grand Prix and you it will change your perspective on what could be possible in a race weekend because you mm. just think that you know what's going to happen and then literally last lap couple corners back vettel makes a mistake and mm-hmm. just passes and gets the win yeah. so like you never know what's going to happen i was even saying like up until the last lap i'm just thinking is max gonna hit the wall is this car mm. gonna shut down is something gonna happen is he gonna make a mistake it's not impossible it could happen right. you know That's true he's not, he's not a terminator he's still a human being <laughs> Uh, you know, who looks like Sid from Ice Age. So, um, <laughs> hey, man, Red Bull was putting the filter on his face. They're self-aware. That is fair game. <laughs> oh, my God. Did they? I didn't see that. Yeah. Yeah. They had him put the filter on like they, they they're self-aware. Oh, man. <laughs> That's funny. That's yeah. funny. They know. They know. They know. Well, yeah. Do you have any final thoughts about the race, Idris, that you want to? No. 
party nah, nah, nothing else. This was it was a fun race. It was it was really fun to watch and yeah. looking forward to the next weekend. Ooh, yes, Austria, right? Yes, yes. Oh, one of my favorite tracks. I absolutely love Austria. I'm super stoked for that. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening to F1 or F Off. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you want to hit us up, you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, and Twitter, all at F1 or F Off. Or you can email us at F1 or F Off podcast at gmail.com. Uh, please give us a five star review wherever you listen to your podcast. Leave a comment, like, and subscribe on our YouTube. Um, it really helps us out a lot. Um, we really want to know who's listening and we want to know um, how we're doing um, from everybody. Um, it would be greatly appreciated. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Sure share it with your family and friends. It's accessible everywhere. Any any place you get podcasts, it's up on YouTube. I know a lot of people were, you know, like say they only listen to their podcasts on YouTube and like, hey, we're there now. So yeah. we can we can use the love there. Um, absolutely. Even if you just play it in the background. <laughs> just put it on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're gonna we just gotta we gotta cheat the system a little bit. <laughs> there's gonna be red bull for just this one thing oh man yep <laughs> well thanks everybody bye